Hi everyone, this is Spiritual Jada from Wicked Wisdom Podcast Show. I hope everyone is feeling the blessing of this Sunday afternoon. I know I am. Um, so for today's events, we have a very special guest, Aria Noel Cruzon. She did the voice of Ducky in The Land Before Time, uh, sequels, and she has been a voice actress on several famous shows from the 90s. Plus, she's a singer, and she also has her own upcoming podcast show. So that's pretty impressive. So how are you, Aria? Hi, Jada, or Spiritual Jada. It's so <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm doing great. I'm great. It's a beautiful day, like you said, and I'm happy to be here. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's great. So let's just jump right into things. Um, so what basically attracted you to become a begin a career as a voice actor? Well, as a voice actor, I started out just uh, interested in acting in general. Um, I loved old movies, uh, kids like, you know, Shirley Temple. She was one of my uh, first inspirations when I was very little because I was a little bit like her, and, you know, little blonde girl with curly hair. Um, and I guess I just kind of said to my mom, I want to do that. I could do that. And I didn't know what I was talking about. I was like four or five years old. Um, but my mom ended up looking into it and, uh, she found an agent and we met with them and they wanted to represent me. So it started out that way. And then basically, um, within a couple of years, the, one of the agents that I had asked if we had ever considered voiceover because I, I could read by then and, you know, I was articulate and like cute and, you know, working in other fields. So they just kind of um, started sending me out for cartoon type stuff. It was actually very quickly because I got my first animated job when I was six years old uh, for, it was called the Cave Kids series. Um, which was produced and developed by Hanna-Barbera, a very classic animation company. Right. I'm very familiar with them. Yeah. So, oh, cool, cool. There, That was an amazing first introduction into the world of animation and voiceover because I was so little, but that was like the iconic Hanna-Barbera. And um, for the people listening, I mean, if they don't know, they, they produced and made like the Flintstones and the Jetsons and Yogi Bear and uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, like all of those classic ones, I'm pretty sure. Um, so that was really, really cool. And I got to do something that uh, is actually kind of a difficult skill that usually it takes time to develop, but they threw me in, which was um, dubbing because they had already animated some of the episodes and use a different voice, but they decided to recast that voice. So I had to go into a few of the episodes and like speak the lines with the animation as they were going. So that was a really, uh, really fun for me. I enjoyed that. Okay. So how did you actually get the acting gig um, for the Land Before Time? And how old were you? <clears throat> oh, Land Before Time. Um, I was eight years old when I booked that job <laughs> for the first time. It was Land Before Time 5. And I had an agent named LJ Lane at the time. And um, we were kind of hearing from other actor people, uh, friends of ours, actor kids and their moms and stuff, that there was this uh, movie going around that people are auditioning for um, called The Land Before Time. 
And uh, my mom just asked my agent, she said, hey, I heard about this project. Do you think you could get Aria in on it? And my agent was great at the time. She was, I mean, awesome. She was able to make whatever calls uh, agents can make <laughs> in, uh, in that day and age. And uh, she got me an audition. And she really, like, pulled for me and um, made it happen. She, I, I'm really thankful for her because she opened the door for uh, 20 years, 20-plus 20 years of work for me because I think the last one I did, I was about, it's about five, six years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what is the hardest part about your job? In voiceover? <clears throat> right. Or act- <laughs> I mean both, because you're an actress and you're a voice actress, so. The hardest part? It's hmm. a good question. I've never actually thought about it being hard, because it's just fun. <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> oh, that's great, though. Not a lot of people um, have that. Yeah, but, you know, I think it's because I grew up doing it, too. Maybe it's just innate. But there there can definitely be challenges um, relating energy through your voice. And, and if you're at the end of a long day, like you've been in the studio for, you know, like eight hours or whatever, or maybe it's a late session and you've been running around all day, like sometimes creating that energy out of nowhere so that you sound really perky and you're articulate and you're, and you know, you're getting the message across like in a, in a engaging way that can, that can take, you know, some, some internal effort for sure. Um, and other than that, just kind of, um, navigating the delivery process, like, for commercial versus animation and, and just really nailing down like specifics regarding acting, you know, that's at the core of all of it. It's a communication and, um, you have to do it in a, in a way that's effective for the the medium that you're performing in. (laughs) Right. Right. So what do you believe is your greatest accomplishment since you've been doing like the voice acting and doing acting Period. Overall. Greatest accomplishment. Hmm. That is just some things I haven't even necessarily thought about. Sometimes in acting, it just, you're, you're, uh, you do your job and then it's over and you move on and it's hard to look back sometimes. But um, I would say maintaining the role of Ducky for 20 years from childhood into adulthood because, that, you know, that's something I think a lot of people uh don't necessarily get to do. And I I was also on a radio show um, for 10 years called Adventures in Odyssey. And that was, that was a really wonderful experience as well. And it's, um, there's a big community around that show. So I've gotten to meet a lot of people from around the world um, at various events related to that uh, radio show. Um, But I think my greatest accomplishment is probably yet to come because I, I I love a lot of things in life. I love trying different things. And about like when I was 16 years old, I decided to take up the violin. And I'm telling you, that is one of the most difficult uh, endeavors that one can pursue. Um, but luckily now I am engaged to an amazing world-class violinist. So he's, uh, he's helping, helping get me there. He's, teaching me as often as I'll let him 
and sometimes I'm stubborn. It's hard to it's hard to be his student, but um, there's that, which is it's a big uh, accomplishment of discipline, I'll say. And um, lastly, I think my podcast, which is coming, up, I'll, I'll tell you about in just a second. But that's been a been a fun journey. Yeah. So how? Um, let's kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, so how is the singing career and the podcast show going um inform us well singing is going you know it's it's interesting i have opportunities to make music pretty much any day that i want because um my fiance has a a studio um a recording studio that he put together himself but as far as performing, that's been a different story, you know, this last year. But I perform any, pretty much any chance I get. He's when he has gigs, um, he they kind of fit me in there. I do some uh, special selections like Phantom of the Opera and different, you know, fun pieces like that. Um, but it's going. I came from a musical family. I've sung all my life, but I never really had confidence singing until I start like maybe my mid twenties. So. I've been growing since then in the art of uh, performing and singing and getting rid of the nerves and all that comes along with that. Um, and then my podcast is actually, it's been really fun. Like I love podcasts and I, I love asking people questions. So um, it's called Tuned In with Aria. And so far it's only on YouTube. Um, it's a video podcast, like vlog, cast, whatever you call that. And I have a bunch of little teaser videos up there, and I have one full episode with um, Rob Paulson as my guest. He, he was Spike in Land Before Time, and Yakko Warner in Animaniacs, and Pinky and Pinky and the Brain. He's a Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so he's my first guest, and it was fun. It was challenging to edit it down to, like, an hour of content, but I... I I worked hard to do that. But then I have, I have another uh, good friend coming up soon. So I'm having a blast. I actually have six or seven episodes recorded. I'm just working on editing and then releasing them on some kind of timeline. Okay. So um, what other several uh, famous shows that you were in from the 90s? Because I know, um, you know, you have a pretty extensive background. Oh, well, thank you. Um. That's good. You know, sometimes I have to refer back to like my own IMDb page, but some of the ones that come to me uh, to mind are shows like Step by Step. Um, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, oh, gosh. I'm trying to think. So I did movies and I was in like Tarzan, a lot of voiceover stuff as well in the 90s, um, like movies. Let me see if I can find. I know this is sad that I'd have to IMDb my own self, but <laughs> so in step by step, what was your role? Because um, I used to watch that a lot. That was one of my favorite oh. shows. Oh, really? Yeah, it's always fun to be on a show that you actually like. Which I like step by step too. Um, I was just a, a one episode uh, guest character. I was the daughter of a man that Dana was dating, and uh, when she was. I guess still in her teens, he was like 30. It's, the episode's called 30-something. I remember that, funny enough. Um, and I was one of his young children who kind of uh, spoiled the relationship because she couldn't handle <laughs> our our uh, hijinks, so to speak. 
Um, okay. I definitely yeah. will retreat back to that. I want to see that episode. Because yeah, I was pretty young. Um, I'm 38, so I think I was pretty young at that time. So I probably yeah. don't remember it exactly. But yeah, I remember Step by Show was one of my shows. They used to come on Friday night. I think it was the TGIF. And it was oh like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was like step by step came on. Um, Family Matters came on. It was like a whole bunch of episodes that came on in that one night on a Friday night. That was back when like families used to really have dinner, or order out, and sit down and watch TV. You know, a lot of people don't do that anymore. That's true. And when we actually had to to get uh, to the television by a certain time, right? To watch- you know, <laughs> that's not a thing anymore. I mean, not really, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. But yeah, I love those Full House, Family Matters. Oh, Family Matters is probably one of my favorites. Um, yeah, Full House was one of my favorites. Um, I also had Michael uh, Campion um, from Fuller House. I did an interview with him. He's pretty cool. Very talented. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I'm a big fan of all of those old 90 shows. I love them. Yeah, and can't forget Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, of course. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> I remember that, too. It was another, uh, show. I forgot the name, but, uh, it was a girl, and, like, she had, like, magic powers. It wasn't Sabrina the Witch. It was way before she came out, and, like, she was, like, um... You know, she always used to get in trouble, and she used to, like, use her magic. And then there was another one, I believe, Punky Booster, if I get it correct. Punky Brewster. I remember Punky Brewster. I know the name, but I can't remember, like, I I never saw the show. Yeah, it was a couple of classics that, I mean, like, these children now, they wouldn't even be able to compare. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was also a Nickelodeon kid. I loved Nickelodeon before I kind of switched over to mainly Disney. But so I liked, you know, Clarissa explains it all. Or, oh right, right. Clarissa explains it all. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Or are you afraid of the dark? Oh, all these shows I'm not. I haven't been on, but I wish I had been on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those shows. I believe Clarissa explains it all. Wasn't that the same girl from um, Sabrina? Yes, I um, so. Melissa, Melissa Joan Hart. Right, right. I, I see her a lot on TV. She has, like, kids and everything now. It's just crazy how time flies by, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm trying to think of still what this magic show is that you're talking about, where she used magic. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember the name. Um, She was blonde, and she was quite popular in school. But she always used to get into like a lot of trouble, and it was a, it was an interesting show. And like every time she used to do something, like one day she was messing with the paint. Her mom told her not to mess with the paint, and the paint fell over. So she used her her uh, magic to clean it up, things of that nature. But it was it was a cool show. Um, I probably have to research it and figure out the name. It's been a while. But I I haven't thought about it in years until you started bringing up all the shows. They were bringing up memories, you know. So yeah, it's it's fun to go down memory lane of those things that meant something to us growing up, you know. Absolutely. It's kind of where my focus is with my podcast. It's uh, 
bring, you know, bringing on people who are the voices of our youth or childhood or um, who we grew up with, that kind of stuff. So it's totally fun. I would love to know if you ever figure out what that show is, let me know. I most definitely. I have your um, email and stuff like that. So I'll definitely uh, text you or email you that information. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could just move on until you find uh, a couple of shows that, you know, that were because I know you have a pretty extensive uh, background. My producer actually told me that, you know, you had several famous shows. Once I heard Ducky, I was like, oh, my God, the land of um, before time. I remember that. That was like a big like thing movie i believe my school i went to catholic school all my life and um i believe one one time they had paid for us to go to the movies and we went to go see the land before time and everything was paid for we had popcorn it was like a big thing (laughs) oh that's so cute um i love that and i mean yeah i know i'm bad at thinking about i have my my page up here right now so i mean something some of the other recognizable uh, shows you might know are I was in the Muppets uh, the movie with Amy Adams um, I was a waitress it was actually really fun because I love Amy Adams and I've always wanted to work with her so it was an, it was a fun uh, not excuse to work with her but it was just really cool for me and plus to be in anything with the Muppets um, and then I was on Recess which was a Disney animated oh, show for many years. as well yeah, and uh, there's another one called Lloyd in Space that I recurred on for many years. That was also Disney, I believe. Um, uh, I just oh, um, I just saw one, and now I'm like, I can't remember the <laughs> name. Um, my first movie was Santa with Muscles, which may not ring a bell. It depends, but it does. It was kind of one of those cult classic Christmas films. Um, it, it starred Hulk Hogan, who is, a, you know, he was the wrestler. Or, yeah, I guess was. I don't think he still wrestles. but um, <laughs> And it's kind of one of those movies. Like, it's really cute and, you know, heartwarming and all that. But it's also made the list of, like, top ten worst Christmas movies of all time because it's just really cheesy. But it, it was so fun. And it still plays every every Christmas season. I mean, so, they, play, they play all the cheesy Christmas uh, uh, songs and the movies play. So, you know, that's, that's something big to even make it to that list, you know? I congratulate you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was in The Prince of Egypt. I had a small Oh, I love that the- one, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a great, great film and beautiful music in that um, uh, whole thing. Um, I think I cried at the end. That was a really good movie. (laughs) I think I was a teenager. We went to go see that movie. And it was like, I wasn't too big on it because it was a cartoon. But once, like, I actually sat down in the theater, I was like, oh, my God, this movie is moving. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I, uh, I totally understand. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I would uh, I know a lot of people who consider that one of their favorite movies. Even that, it, you know, being that it's animated and all that, um, it was beautifully done and it had a big cast. Like I'm totally forgetting who now, but <laughs> uh, who played Moses? I want to say it was. Um, uh, hold on. 
was a big, what was his name? Prince of Egypt. Um, Val, I think, it, oh, Val Kilmer, yeah. So yeah. it has Sandra Bullock, Michelle Pfeiffer, Ralph Fiennes, Ray Fiennes. Had a huge cast. Patrick Stewart was in it. Steve Martin. I can't believe it. Like, if I look at these lists of people, I'm like, how on earth was I in a film with all of these people? Jeff Goldblum, Martin Short, Danny Glover. It just goes on and on. Wow. So, That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, was, sound, the soundtrack was good as well. So, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. With, um, oh, my gosh. Who did that? It was Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. The list goes on. I think it was, um, what, Eric Clapton, I think. I forgot. But it was, like, it was so many people that, like, from all different genres of music. And, you know, I remember because um, that movie, it went big. And so did the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, I do see those people you mentioned, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Brian Stokes Mitchell, who is um, he's a huge hitter in the uh, like Broadway theater world. I don't know um, much about his like movie or you know TV career, but I'm sure he does that too. Yes. Um, and I'm trying to think out. I don't know these kinds of look KC and JoJo. <laughs> I don't know who that is at that time, but um, oh, Boys to Men was in there. Now I'm just like listing off names, but this this is fun to to look back and go through it all. <laughs> yeah, to see who's there. That's pretty true. But it was yeah. a, a great movie. I really I remember that movie. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I've been very lucky. I mean, I've been doing a lot of smaller things too that probably wouldn't trigger anybody's memory necessarily so I don't know if I just want to like read off everything but um I've been very lucky to do some like amazing quality projects and um, work with some wonderful people and I made it out unscathed I won't say out because I still do it but you know (laughs) I made it through the industry as a child into an adult I'll say relatively unscathed and um you know what that's funny that you actually bring that up because me and my uh, best friend, we was having a conversation about this, about a, like a lot of celebrity uh, kids, they actually grow up, grow up like stressed out on drugs. They're not getting gigs like that, like from when they were a kid, like things just become really bad as a child, like a, as an adult. So I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, like. You went through, a. you started in the industry about, what, five, six years old, and you're mm-hmm. still in it, and you look pretty well <laughs> thorough to me, you know, and not a lot of people, they make it this far, so I absolutely uh, understand where you're coming from. Yeah, thank you. It's, a, it's an interesting perspective, because, of course, we see the ones who go... Uh, I'll say the ones who get the most off track are the ones that we hear about. You know, they're the ones that make the headlines um, from overdoses or crazy situations that they get themselves into or whatever. But I know I have a lot of friends who are I met growing up, um, including my next guest, Mika Borum, who was in like The Patriot and a lot of movies um, who we all feel like we had fairly normal lives and we can probably attribute it to our parents just making sure that we were safe and not 
you know, letting us be taken advantage of or, or abused. Like some people, some kids that I even knew would get sent out alone and stay with their managers. What? Without any, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, no way. I know. Cause a lot of people had to come in for things like pilot season and where they're casting all the shows, you know, for the fall. Um, and I guess, I don't know what it is if their parents couldn't come or just, I don't know. No, there's but, no way. Like, Oh, my God, because I remember when I was a kid, my mom, she used to try to put me like I went to modeling school and acting school. And when we started getting gigs, she would never leave me by myself because we used to it was like at some point, like in the 80s and the early 90s, a lot of kids were getting touched from their manager. I mean, it's unfortunate to think about that these things can happen, but uh Oh, absolutely. I didn't even really know to the extent of all that when I was in the industry. We knew that there were certain people that, like when I was growing up, I'll say, we knew there were certain people who we probably wanted to avoid, but I didn't know, obviously, what all was going on. But yeah, there's a lot of documentaries out now about some really shady, terrible people who were in charge of kids or in charge of, you know, or had power over women or had, you know, and used that power uh, in really terrible ways. So, yeah. Don't, as a parent, you gotta, you know, it's hard because there, I don't know when things shifted, but we used to live in a time where you could somewhat moderately feel like you can trust another adult, you know, to do, to do the right thing. Right. Uh, But nowadays I just, you know, you just can't ever be too safe. No, you you can't be too safe. I mean... I, I, I've seen some stuff, like, I'm not putting any names out there, but you just can't be too safe, especially with, it seems like in 2020, it's been like the door of darkness, like everything's just been coming out, you know, so it's like, yeah. ah, I just look at everything a little differently now, and I think that's how you should that's how you should operate moving forward. That's if you're famous, if you're a regular uh, citizen, whatever. You have to be able to move a little leery around people. You just don't know anymore. It's, yeah, I, I, I can totally relate. And it's hard because it, it's not, you know, people like to look at the Hollywood industry as though it's just this machine of evil and darkness. But, man, you, find, you can't trust uh, pastors or priests and churches now. I mean. <laughs> Or Boy Scouts, like the Boy Scout organization is having this huge, like, uh, class action lawsuit for all the kids that got inappropriately touched. It's like every, oh, it's just, it's so stressful to to look around and to see how, how many things have gone awry, (laughs) um, to put it lightly, but, uh, you're right, Be, be wary. I mean, I try to have an open heart, I try to, like, give people a chance but not too big of a chance you know? <laughs> I totally understand <laughs> right <laughs> right I totally understand wow that's ugh. yeah I, I mean it's unfortunate I, I mean if I had children that are in you know this business like you and I had a nine to five I would just have to take off or find mm-hmm. means around it because I just can't I wouldn't be able to operate at work effectively 
knowing that my child you get you understand so i i, I that's yeah. a whole big issue <laughs> i definitely understand the protective uh instinct and just not knowing what's going on even at school nowadays so it's hard i feel like it'd be hard for me i don't have any kids yet but if i if and when i do letting them go off to school <laughs> sounds so weird but just with all the crazy stuff that happens in schools i mean or anywhere it's like it's hard being a parent and watching your child do anything without your, you know, you being able to lay eyes on them. I just feel like that would be really difficult. I, I was mostly partial, partially, but mostly homeschooled throughout my life. So I'm actually considering doing that if and when I ever have kids. I mean, I think that's the best thing right now. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with how you feel um, because... Nowadays, you have to be careful with, and it's all ages. The reason why I say that, because when they're young and they're with a nanny or they're in daycare, you don't know who that person is, their psychological background is. And then when they get in middle school, you don't know how the teachers are. These teachers are uh, human too. I'm trying to put it yeah. in nicer terms. <laughs> yeah. And, you and know, bullies and all that. Right. And then when they're in high school, it's like the peer pressure. You know, these kids are pretty uh, detrimental, you know, compared to when I was going to school. Like these kids, you see it on the news all the time. Group of, group of kids, they didn't like this girl, so they lured her into the woods and then they chopped off her body parts. I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, who are your parents? Like, what was your background? Like, what is going on? Like, what are you watching? Like, <laughs> I just didn't understand where that was coming from. I totally get get it. Like, I know it. That's what I'm saying. When did things change this dramatically? Because I know bad stuff happened, you know, in the past, obviously. But I, I don't feel like kids were... I think it, it must be... I don't know. Everybody's always trying to blame it on something. So I'm not That's an expert. True. But, That's true. <laughs> but I think the culture that we have now and, and the accessibility to different things and influences, and um, I think that's definitely kind of... Uh, messing us up but yeah sociopaths and serial killers pe people who would do that kind of thing to another person they they have been around but um i i don't understand how a group of kids could come to that kind of decision it's right that's beyond my means i'm like wow but i mean this is the type of world that you live in the the best thing i think you can do is once you become a parent or if you are a parent try to install as much moral standards the right way because when they're looking on tv they definitely not showing the right way and when they're outside in the world with friends they're different friends they have different backgrounds so you just have to hope for the best and hope that they pick up the material that you give them unfortunately i mean that's the only way i can think of you know how to do things that's the challenge, like developing developing a relationship with your kid where there's a level of respect um, that they actually want to listen to what you have to say because you know you're you're an example of what you are telling them as opposed to just do what I say and not you know not what I do or that kind of thing. Um, I think if we can tell her if we can teach our kids why something's important, I. I mean, the more documentaries come out, I'm like, my future kid's going to watch this. They're going to watch the one about social media and how it affects our outlook and our 
you know, mental health and how Absolutely. it influences us and all that stuff. They're going to watch ones about uh, all kinds of stuff. Like, avoid this and here's why, you know. I'm hoping that'll help. Well, I'm hoping that by the time, you know, in a few years, the social media probably ran its course. But... Me and my sister was talking about that. She don't. She doesn't think so. And she has like old teenagers. Is she's like it's to the point where, when it's dinner time, she has to tell her kids, leave the phone on the counter and come to the dinner table because the dinner table, you know, for many centuries and generations that's usually how you was able to uh, speak to your kids. You know, high school. What projects you're into? You know, you talk to your husband. How's work? That's that's where the engagement was going on. Now it's like people are sitting at the table. They're looking in their phones. They're eating at the same time. No one talks anymore. No one does anything. I know. It's really sad. I mean, I, I saw a funny shirt recently that said something like, the Wi-Fi went out at my house for five minutes yesterday, so I had to sit down and talk to my family they seem like pretty nice people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is out of this world. Oh, my God. I know. It was, I mean, it was, it's obviously meant to be funny, but it's true. I don't, I have to fight those tendencies in myself because I have to purposely say, okay, I'm with my mom or my dad or my fiance or whoever is important to me right then. And I want that time to be quality. So I'm going to put my phone down. I'm not going to look at it for at least <laughs> this period of time that we have, you know, um, it's a real, it's a battle even for me. And I'm, I grew up without, you know, that stuff for most of my early teen years. So it's not like it was, you know, just around all the time, but it's definitely hooks you and, uh, right. it's got to stay aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. So, um, describe the next five years of your life and uh, your upcoming plans. Like, what do you have in the works that we could be looking out for? Oh, well, okay. Well, first of all, my next big plan in life is I'm getting married August 8th. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that. We're plan- planning, because we kind of decided, we were supposed to get married last year, but, you know, everything's been moved around. So we kind of decided to, to replan it for August, like maybe a few, couple months ago. We just were like, let's just do it. And um, so it's been a frenzy of activities. But beyond that, um, I also am going to be making some of my first comic convention appearances uh, ever this year. Um, one is the Wizard World Signature Series. It's a virtual event, but I'll be doing a, a panel virtually via Zoom for people who purchase their access. And then the next week, I'll be doing um, live meet and greet, or like virtual, but live meet and greet um, appointments with people if they want to meet me for a few minutes. Um, and then in September, September 18th, I'm doing the Harrisburg Pop and Comic Con. Um, and that's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and that is an in-person uh, physical event. So we'll be doing a little Land Before Time reunion with me, Andy McAfee, who played Sarah for many of the years, and her brother, Scott McAfee, who was uh, Littlefoot just before we joined the films. Um, so we'll be there, and I'm excited about that. 
And um, as far as the next five years go, well, my as I said, my fiance is a violinist, and um, we're doing all kinds of things through his company, The Fiddler LLC, and uh, making content, you know, new uh, collaborations and uh, new arrangements of music, and pro- hopefully in the end putting together a show that we can travel with, um, get on the road and, and, you know, have some fun there. Uh, okay. So I would love to see. I would love to see that happen. Um, and also, I'd love to get another regular voiceover gig. Like, I want to be on an, on a series again. And that's not like official. There's nothing official on the, but it's with, entirely within the realm of possibility if I just, uh, you know, keep at it. So that would be great. And uh, all right. And so, do you believe that you might have maybe an upcoming album coming up? I know you have a lot of singing background going on. I do. Well, thank you for asking. I I would say that we have materials that are coming together that could form an album, but there's no larger concept as far as like a name or any official plan just yet uh, or release date for, for that matter. Um, but I, yeah, I have a couple songs you can check out on YouTube if you, I mean, they're fun kind of covers at this point. Um, I have the Happy Working song from Disney's Enchanted. I have a little video for that. And then I did um, Bless the Lord from Godspell, because uh, I love musical theater. And uh, I, I like country too. So that's going to be the hard part is like narrowing down the focus of genres. Um, but I'd say within a, a year, it's definitely possible that I will have some kind of album assembled. Well, that will definitely be interesting. Definitely keep me in the loop with that. So that way um, I can be able to let my viewers know. Um, so also, where can we find I, I uh, your exact podcast? I know you said you did one so far. It's on YouTube. Where can we do you have like a link? Uh Oh, yeah, I have a link I can send you. It is also uh, YouTube.com slash, I think it's just, I don't know if there's something else in there, but I think it's just slash tuned in, tuned in with Aria, which is spelled T-O-O-N-E-D-I-N, and then with Aria, A-R-I-A. Let me, uh, let me just see if that's still, that's like how we get to me now. Um, and then I have a website as well, which is tuned in with Aria, same way, dot com. And that not only has some, uh, my videos, but it has um, other services that I can provide and, and products, which are really cute because a lot of people know me through the land before time. I've assembled a list of dinosaur related products that are really fun. You can buy them through my website. Um, so check it out, tuned in with Aria.com. Definitely. I will definitely take um a look and see. Um also so lastly, can you um let the viewers know your social media so that way they can stay updated with you? You know, social media is everything now, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna send you the link to my YouTube just in the chat so you have it. Um I see it. Okay, perfect. And uh, my social media. So on, I have a couple different ones, like on Instagram. I have a tuned in with Aria Instagram. I also have uh, Aria Noel Curzon Official. Let me make sure it's my full name. I'm so bad at this stuff because it's just 
I'm all over the place with it. I'm like, I don't, what am I called on where, huh? It's okay. <laughs> it's a lot to have. Like, it's a lot to rememberize, especially, you know, in this entertainment business, you have to have Instagram. You have to have Twitter and Facebook and all of this stuff. So it's a lot to, you know, keep oh, it's juggling. Weird. is and um okay so i have my instant my acting instagram is uh my full name um which is aria noel n-o-e-l-l-e curzon c-u-r-z-o-n um official and it's all that put together and you can find and follow my various acting adventures and uh recollections of the past (laughs) okay all right so um I just want to thank you so much, Aria, for joining us. It was a pleasure speaking to you. I learned so much about you um, and your background. You know, I'm a big fan of The Land Before Time, so I'm a little psyched that I was able to interview you. Um, It was pretty great. So I just want to let everyone know the show has come to end. Um, You can definitely follow Aria on all her uh, social medias, follow her website, so that way you can keep informed. Um, and you know the drill, every two weeks on a Sunday between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., you'll be able to catch my show on all audio media, media, sorry, my tongue is getting tired. Um, so you can definitely check me out. Uh, you know the social media, Instagram, spiritual underscore Jada, Twitter, Wicked Wisdom 7, and I also have a Facebook new page that you can like. Um, it's Wicked Wisdom as well. And then you can definitely email me at spiritual.jada at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Peace.